Hello, boys and girls, men, women, everything in between, and welcome in to another edition of Between the Screens, a fun, family-filled, friend podcast <laughs> of We're television <laughs> and film and video. This month is going to be spooky nonsense. Woo! We'll call it Between the Screams. I am your host, the Eddie McCabe, joined as always by the ever lovely Stacy Jackson. <laughs> How are you today? I am good. Um, yeah, if you people at your kids listen, tell us because I am not family friendly unless I have to be. So. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> this is a family equal opportunity swearing show, I guess. We do our best. Uh, but this is the very fun uh, podcast where two film school friends, or as we like to say around here, FSFs, sit around and kind of talk about the stuff that we like in the world of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really it. You yep. know, we're kind of waiting on this actor strike to get mm -hmm. over so we can actually start covering movies again because there's stuff still happening and I can't talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive right in. A uh, little housekeeping. Fun thing. If you didn't know already because you're not caught up and you decided to just skip ahead and miss last week, uh, we are going to be doing something a little different next week. We're going to be talking, we're going to be coming to you live, and by live, I mean live to tape. Right. Not live live, <laughs> but live to tape uh, from Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm really excited about that. I think Me it's going too. to be very fun. We're going to do it a little differently. If you want to see the video version of it, uh, just follow me at the Eddie McCabe on all social media, and I'm sure I will have it linked out there, or join the Discord. Oh, yeah. We'll post it. In the, we should post it in the Discord. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get mm -hmm. it to you if you want to see it. Sure. I think that that's probably the best way to tell people. But, uh, yeah, follow us on the socials because uh, we're going on, on a spooky vacation. Mm-hmm. A spookation, <laughs> if you will. Uh, I'm really excited about the event. Before we jump on into the year that was 2010, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm really excited about uh, Halloween Horror Nights. It's October. It's spooky season. It is. Uh, I'm really excited about these houses. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated or unfamiliar, Halloween Horror Nights is a spooky time haunted house event that takes place at Universal Studios, both in Orlando and in California. And usually it consists of several houses. I believe there are ten. Uh, there are 10 haunted houses at Universal Studios Orlando, as well as six scare zones, yeah. which aren't like... Those are different from haunted houses. You're familiar with the, the haunted house concept. You enter, you're in, you basically just kind of follow a path, and people scare you. Mm. Uh, scare zones are a little different. They kind of take the ambiance of the theme park and turn it into a spooky atmosphere. Uh, one of the ones this year that kind of dives into the overall arching story of the event is Vamp 69, okay. which is a bunch of vampires at a music festival. Nice. That's really what it is. That's and my so, kind of scene. So you get to Fit just right kind of, or it might be 79, it might not be 69. I think 69 was an older one, but here or there. Uh, you just get to wander around those, and that's mm -hmm. the type of stuff. Right. Have you uh, paid attention to any of the like the food of the yes, event so every week when we start talking about this i'm waiting for you to like finish what you're saying so then i can talk about the food and by the time you're done i have forgotten about that i want to talk about the food because i am so excited about the food the food so there <laughs> is one thing that i'm really excited about because it's legendary right the legendary dish at halloween horror nights is the pizza fries oh okay so it's basically just pizza toppings on french fries gotcha. like instead of nachos it's pizza sauce and mozzarella cheese and like mm -hmm. pepperoni and sausage maybe mm -hmm. uh it's only during halloween horror nights sometimes it's at like during the day part yeah. of the theme park but it's definitely a spooky time offering so i'm like super duper excited about right. that right um because i've never had that but then the other one is the hot dog there's a hot dog. There's, I've been looking at desserts. Oh, <laughs> I've been looking so, at portable desserts, Ed. Portable yeah. desserts. All right. I'm going to have to look it up because uh, when I say that this hot dog 
is gross. <laughs> oh no. Uh it is absolutely absurdly gross. So um how should I how should I say this for somebody that might not necessarily know what's going on? So basically the way <laughs> the way that it's the the event works is there is an icon of the event. And the icon is the master of ceremonies, and I know I'm using a lot of buzzwords, but basically they're the figurehead of this event. Right. And so everything in the park uh, for Halloween Horror Nights is kind of themed around that person and persona. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between like intellectual property haunted right. houses so like this year the last of us and the exorcist and stranger things are like big houses for intellectual right. property they're not they're just what they are yeah right whereas the original houses there is one that is themed specifically to the icon mm -hmm. there is one that is like a classic mo universal monsters yes you I know, keep forgetting about that one, and I'm so excited about it's it. It's going to be very interesting. What are you most excited about? Which houses? Uh, well, so I pulled up the... Before we get into that, I'm, I pulled okay. up the hot dog, because I okay. needed to list and the we ingredients. We talk about 2010. Yeah. Well, here it is. This is this is what the deal is. We're just doing the show, and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, it is the Dr. Oddfellow, who is yep. the icon yeah. of the event, Dr. Oddfellow's Carn Evil Dog. Okay. And... It is a red hot dog, a Ew. confetti hot dog bun, Kool-Aid pickles, bubblegum mustard, and potato sticks. That sounds horrible. It sounds horrendous. It sounds like they're trying to make that a portable dessert, but failing. Oh, God. I, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I am. I'll eat dinner before I get there and yeah. probably get some sort of cake-like substance that sure. I can eat in line. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, but to answer your question, I am really excited. The this is my first time at the event, right? For mm -hmm. I just haven't been able to go, and there are a couple of things that I'm like super excited about. One, I'm really kind of excited to see Doctor Oddfellow. Um, at the beginning of the night, there's usually some sort of like little kind of show that yep. happens, okay. and so I'm really interested to kind of like see what that show is and kind of wander around those scare zones. Uh, the house that I'm probably looking forward to the most is probably the Stranger Things one. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Stranger Things like a lot, and so I think that it'll be really fun to just kind of yeah. wander through that house. Uh, the Last of Us is another one that people are like super pumped about. Right. I never played the games, and I didn't watch the show. Yeah, so. I guess it's based on the game. I did watch the show, and I'm sure I'll still enjoy it, even though yeah. it's based on the game. But I am not... At, like I'm definitely most excited about Stranger Things. I probably Exorcist would probably give it a run for its money, except for it's like the based it's on the, the new, new Exorcist movie. Like if yeah. it was original Exorcist, it would definitely be a tie. The one that I'm hearing a lot of stuff in like a positive direction mm -hmm. is The Darkest Deal. Okay. Uh, the Darkest Deal, which I think you, if you're listening to this and you're interested in it. Um, again, a couple of resources. One is Destination Universal, is a podcast. Don't listen to it now like finish this episode <laughs> and then go and listen to it but they've done a lot of like audio dramas yeah about these different things um, they're like short little teleplays and it just kind of gives it a little bit of backstory right and the backstory for the darkest deal is about a a blues musician named oh, pine straw oh, spruce right. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, and so he's yeah, I'm really excited to see that one. And then probably the one that I have I'm ex I'm anticipating the most because I wouldn't say I'm the most excited about it, but I'm anticipating it the most is the Dueling Dragons yes. Choose Thy Fate. Yeah, can we? I hopefully I'm hoping we have because we'll have the express passes and I we still might not have time. Yeah, but I'm hoping we have time to do both sides. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because uh, from what I hear, there is a fire and an ice side, yes. so there are different. two different sides of this house, which will be really interesting. And there's like a winner. Yeah. Or something. Or yeah. a survivor. Well, I don't I think know. One the... side survives and one doesn't. I think it changes. Yeah. So they've been doing that the last several years. They had mm -hmm. the, one of the houses last year was like the mummy, the wolfman, and the bride of Frankenstein, I think it was the three. Mm -hmm. And every couple of hours, whoever won 
was the person at the end and it that gotcha. rotated so so it wasn't always the same like winner or mm-hmm. anything so it'll be interesting i always like that it makes the rewritability or rewalkability respookability yeah. yeah i um i guess last saturday which was still september technically sure the Stranger Things and Last of Us houses had two-hour lines, which does not surprise me Yeah. Um, at all, really, that it's actually, I thought, not that bad, but then it was pointed out that it was still technically September, and I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I'm hoping that the middle of the week helps. Yes, me too. Because we're going to be going in the middle of the week, so. It would be nice if we have under an hour wait for those, yeah. like the skip the lines. I have to imagine we will. I have to imagine we will, but we'll see. Um. Yeah, so we're going to be doing the show from there. It'll be very interesting to kind of see what we end up getting and how the whole show unfolds. But I'm very excited oh, about right. it. Oh, that's right. We're videoing, too, so maybe I'll show you my treats. Yeah. Well, we'll I tend, defi- to, I tend to stock thing. up on treats for later, so I might have a, yeah. a large amount of treats. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Like, if you requested enough... I will, and like I'm saying, like I'll eat the hot dog. I'll eat the hot dog dog on camera. If Mm. if, yeah, I'm not gonna make that promise. Yeah, uh, here's that's that's what's gonna happen. You'd have to like, you'd have to request it and and tell at least three people about the podcast, and then maybe I would eat the hot dog. Yeah, here's the thing. If you and I want their names. Yeah, I want proof. (laughs) Yeah, I need proof. I need proof. But I'll do it. I don't got a problem with it. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's really exciting. I'm really excited for the event. I will also be attending Mickey and Minnie's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which I'm very excited about just because uh, there I went last year and it rained. Mm-hmm. So there were two things that I didn't get to do. The one is the full show for the Sanderson sisters, right? Like Spelltacular or whatever it's called, where the three witches from Hocus Pocus they come out they're trying to do a potion like and so in order to get the potion done they need to invite all of these disney villains and there's a stage mm-hmm. show and musical numbers and it's really ton- it's a really a ton of fun the problem was is that it was raining so the stage was slick so they didn't do it it was just the abridged version which is basically them just singing i put a spell on you right and and, it, and then we're mind. done. Uh, the other thing is, is that the fireworks show in that show mm-hmm. uh, is hosted by a like twelve foot tall Jack Skellington <laughs> puppet, and for nice. the same reason, he didn't come out. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't available or didn't come out because it was wet. So I really want to see him as well. I am not going to that, but I am going to SeaWorld, but not to the Halloween part of SeaWorld. I'm just going to ride roller coasters at SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah I went there <laughs> in July. The I went there in July, and it was pretty great. Yeah, you they sh- have a lot of good roller coasters. Yeah, you got to go on, uh, what was it, the, what, Pipeline. The new one? Pipeline. Yeah, I think the only one that was there last time I went, but there, I think there was two. I know I've been on the Kraken, and I think there yep. was another one, but now there's like six. There's so many. Yeah. I hated Icebreaker. Okay, maybe that was the other one. I, I hated no, Icebreaker. Icebreaker released or opened earlier this year. No, I haven't been on that one. It's new. It's just as new as Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it might be a year old. I don't know. Life's a blur uh, here in Duckburg. But that's the one where it like goes back and forth a little bit. So okay. like it launches. There's but a rocking. Then, but then it doesn't go over the first bump, so it mm-hmm. rolls back. Uh, and then it tries it again, and it doesn't, and it rolls back, and then finally that third time it'll get up and over. But the seat was super uncomfortable. You'll probably enjoy it more than I did because mm-hmm. you're exponentially smaller than I am. But there was like a metal bar across my shins that oh. was really uncomfortable. Like in Tron. Yeah. yeah, you had the same issue with Tron. Oh God, Tron Tron wasn't bad. I I didn't hate Tron as much. I hope I get to ride that during the Halloween party. That'll mm-hmm. be really fun because it'll be like at night and stuff. Well, my spine is disproportionately bony. <laughs> sure. So like sitting with my back against something hard, like even my back against a hard back chair, like hurts. Like yeah. if I put like if I put my weight. And yeah. my back. You guys so, should have seen before we started recording. She just threw a chair through <laughs> a window because it was too uncomfortable. So roller coasters are usually are not padded no. for some reason, and you have to get in there real tight, especially me because I'm a wuss and I have to like make sure I'm real, real, real. Yeah, secure. you make sure you're all locked so my in. Bony back is always uncomfortable. Sometimes it bruises, but it's worth it. Yeah. 
So that's kind of what's happening next week. So I hope you'll enjoy. You follow me at the Eddie McCabe. I'll be posting all kinds of social media content throughout my trip. So just enjoy it. I had a TikTok go over a million views. Did we talk about yeah, that? No, I told you to put it on the Discord, but you didn't do it. I you, didn't. We I... didn't talk about it on here. You texted me. Yeah. And you didn't send me the TikTok and you didn't post it anywhere. I didn't. And I was like, I guess it's busy. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. My life is not my own at the moment, so no. it is what it is. But, yeah, I had a TikTok reach over a million views. Yeah. So you know I have TikTok because of the last one that you have that, reached it. That's the only reason the I have craziest, it. The craziest thing is, is that if there was ever going to be a sign from the universe, I don't post TikTok frequently, mm-hmm. right? Like, when I first joined TikTok, I did it for 30 days straight and, like, got good results and it was, like, pretty great. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up getting sick. And so, like, that stopped it. Yeah. Uh, but I have had two videos with over a million yeah. views, like, very separately. And so if that isn't a sign from the universe that I should just, like, I don't know. Do a whole bunch of TikToks. Do a whole bunch of TikToks. Yeah. I don't know what else is. Uh, but TikTok came out in, or we all at least cared in 2020. But we're going to go back 10 years mm. and talk about 2010. Yes, we are. Uh, so we cover movies, television, and books, and video games, and all There's kinds of weird lot things. Of books oh, good, good, because I had no video games in television. Oh, so really? I had a couple of movies. I had a couple of movies, but nothing really kind of stuck out from the television or video game end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want? What were you doing in 2010? Um, I was pulling all-nighters with a baby at home and somehow yeah. survived. I don't know how that, I don't know how I survived, but it was, it was rough goings. With a little help from your friends. I, I definitely. Who must have been amazing no, people. It, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't have graduated without you guys. <laughs> oh my There's goodness. There's no way. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you saw this, just speaking of film school friends, uh, but Tyler just s- secretly had been working on some kind of like HBO boxing documentary or what? something. Yeah. Just posted on TikTok, not TikTok, on Instagram the other day. He was just like, oh, I've been working on this like boxer documentary and it looks fantastic. Like, is that why you've been For like MIA National Geographic or something. Yeah. It's why he's... <laughs> That's why he hasn't been anywhere. He's been MIA because he's been. That's what he's been doing. Um, yeah, let me see if I can find it. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was kind of rough. I am often surprised that I did not ever get in a car accident because yeah. I I I for people that don't know commuted to school from over well it depends with traffic up to two hours away Oof, I know in the middle of the night with no traffic when the lights are blinking yellow about 45 minutes for me <laughs> sure because yeah. I drive fast when I want to be home but at dawn I remember often driving home at dawn or yeah. like when the rush hour to go into Boston was coming in I was driving home from school yeah. well because also back in those days the craziest part is is that we like we also picked the worst time to go to film school i have to say because like we lived in a world where all of the non-linear editing systems and all of the cameras that were like cheap professional mm-hmm. were still super expensive right you know like avid was still twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the program and there was Adobe Premiere wasn't a viable option at that right. point, especially if you're in Avid class. Yeah, and <laughs> you had to use Avid. <laughs> and like the 5D Mark II mm-hmm. was the camera that kind of like revolutionized how like accessible filmmaking would be. Right. And up until that point, you had to buy like a real video camera that yeah. was like thousands of dollars. And it, so it was wild. And then like we graduated and it was just like, Sony was just like, what if we just decided to make real cinema stuff for everybody? I was going to say there was about three, at least three Dunkin' Donuts around. And I knew what time each one of them closed at night. And I'd have to make like a last minute stock up run of coffee <laughs> yeah, before sure. the last one. Because it closed at like 10 o'clock and I, sure. I was like that's not gonna last me no um but anyway moving on yeah, 2010 2010 uh for me it was a wild year of movies um there's a lot of movies that are just kind of like movies i love movies that i absolutely hate that i love <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of different things okay uh so i'm just gonna kind of jump into a bunch of them the one that really kind of jumps out to me right away uh was the movie with the most unearned twist ending and that's remember <laughs> me 
Okay. That's I the don't one think with, I, with, with um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, basically, that movie's famous because it ends with him being at the Twin Towers on September 11th, 2001. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's what it is. Spoilers. And it's just like, what a wild, what a wild way to, yeah, that's to end that That's movie. like, they didn't have an end, no. so they're like, let's just put him here, yeah. and that's how we'll And then it. we're all gonna, we're gonna know how this story wraps up, where it's sad for the end of it, but we're not gonna watch it. So that was the, that was one. Uh, another one that I want to bring up, just because I sent you, I sent you this, Machete comes yes. out. Yes, yes. Machete was a movie that was a trailer inside Grindhouse, which yep. we have talked about on this show. And the reason I bring it up is that Machete ultimately spawns this movie and a sequel, right. which is crazy. But one of the other movies that was a trailer just got a brand new trailer. That's the trailer you sent me. And that's the trailer I sent right. you. Because um, Eli Roth... Yeah. The, the bit was inside, the bit inside Grindhouse was that it was two feature-length movies with an intermission, and the intermission had trailers. Mm -hmm. They were fake trailers, one of which was Machete that has since turned into a real movie, and then another one was Thanksgiving, and the Thanksgiving one was very jokey. It was like inside inside grindhouse it mm -hmm. was a fairly jokey satirical horror movie but it looks like eli roth made a real one really like he made like the real thanks killing and it looks like it'll be out in theaters in uh november which is very interesting and ultimately leaves me to one question and one question only are we going to get all three trailers made into real, real movies? Meaning the final one is Werewolf Women of the SS. Are we going to get Werewolf Women of the SS? In a perfect world, we will, Ed. I hope so. We can only hope. We can only hope. Um, and then uh, a really bad movie that I don't know if we've watched it together, but it is fantastic. But Birdemic comes no, out. No, we didn't watch it together, but um, we talked about it quite a bit. Yeah, Birdemic is one of those awful horror movies that kind of comes out in the 2010s where, again, like I was just saying about like film school being at like the worst time because after we graduate, that's where things on like YouTube and like Film Riot and like all of these places that are like free resources that mm -hmm. you didn't have to spend for college, you could just kind of just go and make these things. That's where they existed. Uh, but Birdemic was one of those where it was like we could buy really crappy like. VFX effects mm -hmm. and so they just made terrible VFX movies and yeah. somehow got them made. Birdemic is one of them. Uh, Iron Man 2 mm -hmm. is released this year. It's a little bit of a soft reset yep. on the MCU uh, but sets up everything going forward. Yes. Uh, so it's a little disjointed from Iron Man 1 but resets the world in a very cool way mm -hmm. that ultimately lays the groundwork for the rest of the MCU. Tangled. I love Tangled. Tangled is my so favorite much. Disney princess film. Yeah, I think it's mine too. Uh, it's so good. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Although, uh, Princess and the Frog really coming it, up it real is. close. It's good, but I love it. It's really Tangled. coming up real close. Did, did I ever show you the picture where when Cole was five and he and he felt up Rapunzel at Disney World? No, that <laughs> like, sounds amazing. Purpose. I don't think it was yeah, on purpose. Yeah, right. He's anyway. a child. He doesn't but, know. But like, he waited in line over an hour or about an hour to meet Rapunzel and she was I think the princesses whenever he would go by himself or yeah. to meet them were just like so excited about a little boy that wanted to meet them yeah, that right. they gave him so much attention sure right <laughs> um, yeah I'll show you that picture later that's amazing uh, The Expendables yes. is a big movie for me I love big 80s action movies and we put them all in one movie it's mm -hmm. fantastic it's absolutely amazing Inception probably yes. the best movie of this year that is on my list. Uh, per probably the best movie of this year. And then the last one that I'm going to mention before I d go on a tangent, because I know that's going to happen, is uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Mm -hmm. uh, finished the book, and holy crap, are they not the same. No. Like, everybody's... I knew going into the movie that you're like, oh, everybody's going to be, like, super disappointed. And... Um, I was. Yeah. I, I was. That movie, I have, I recently watched the movie. It's not, mm -hmm. I didn't watch it in 2010, but I, it was my first time watching it after reading the book, and I was like, oh, this is 
not even close. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very disappointed. Yeah, you know how we feel as Shining fans. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I just would hope that at some point in the near future, somebody would, like, take another stab at it. Yeah. At some point. Seems like it's ripe for that. And, like, it would be great. Because I think that it would be fun as opposed to trying to cram it into a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe let's stretch it out over a few weeks and see if that would be a fun <laughs> idea to do. Uh, the last film on my list is a movie that I did it to myself. We were taking, at the time, we were taking a censorship, a censorship class. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were in my censorship class with me. I don't remember. But uh, Len, I don't know. I took all my classes with Charlie. I think I was, though. Did we sit right in the front? We sat right in yeah, the front. I was it was in, the cinema was, room. Yeah, I was in that class with you. All, uh, I think all of us were. So then maybe you'll, maybe maybe you'll remember Matt this. Maybe Matt wasn't. Maybe, because I know Matt. Tyler was in this story. Because, yeah, Tyler was in it. Because Tyler will bring up this story every now and then because he thinks it's funny. But we were talking about banned media. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he was taught, like the teacher was talking about, was like things still get banned today, right? And we talked about the rating system mm-hmm. with the MPAA and, and all this other stuff. And so, me being the young, inquisitive mind that I was, <laughs> tried to find a movie that had been released. Oh, God. That I know was where banned. This is going. <laughs> that film had been released weeks prior. And it was called a Serbian film. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be a rebel, you see, a loner, Dottie. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go watch a Serbian film. And I did. <laughs> and it was one of the worst mistakes of my life. <laughs> that movie is rightfully banned. Yeah. It's traumatized. It you. is <laughs> awful. It is. I can't, like, here's the thing, everybody. Like, I said it at the beginning, and I'm going to kind of hold to it, at least for this episode, because it fits my argument, that this is a family show, (laughs) and I cannot describe the things that happen in this movie and still be comfortable saying it's a family show. It is messed up, and I don't like it. I have not seen it. I have heard I should not see it. Yeah, don't see it. Yeah. Don't see it. It's not even one of those things. Like, I'm not one of those people that are like, yeah, just get in on whatever you want to do. Like, you know. But like, I I don't think you should see this movie. I'm fine with that. There's enough movies I see. Yeah. There's enough movies in the world. Do you want to hear about some of them? Yeah, let's hear about some of your 2010s. That's it. I don't want to interrupt yours. Oh, that's it. Okay. don't, Don't watch a Serbian film. A man uses his ding dong to kill another man and you're thinking to yourself, how, How is that possible? Does he choke on it? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he literally, like, it's, he goes through the eye socket. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, <laughs> I can't unsee that image. Like, I can't. Okay, that's how I feel about Antichrist. But let's not get into that right now. There are definitely some images that uh, also involve don't penises. Worry. Don't worry. As no, soon as we get to television. Ed calls them. Don't worry. As soon as we get to television, I will have nothing but wonderful, okay. bright, amazing things to say. Well, I'm going to talk about a few things that you did not mention. Um, I had Inception on my list. That was the, number, the first thing on my list, actually. And Black Swan came out. Yeah. Love Black Swan. Shutter Island, which I don't know that people like the movie. I like the movie. I, I like it was the fine. book. I liked it the first time I saw it. Upon re-watching it, I like it less and less. Well, because you know what, yeah. what's going on. I waited a long time between the first viewing and the re And I knew like the end twist, but I forgot how we got there. Sure. So it was still not a bad watch. Um Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1 came out. That's notable. Are we going to fight Death Eaters at Universal when we go to Halloween? I don't know if we get to fight them. Should I bring my wand? You should bring your wand. You get to fight Death Eaters. No, I'm not going to wear my robe. You should wear your robe. Corey will not bring me in. (laughs) It's not about Corey. (laughs) He has my ticket. He doesn't listen to this show. Screw him. But he has my ticket. So it is. Uh. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, Social Network came out. Dave Fincher. Love him. Uh, so I have a fun story about that. I knew you were going to bring it up, so I didn't want to bring this up. Okay. I lived in Los Angeles uh, after this because like, we were like getting close to graduate or whatever. I lived in Los Angeles, and I remember this person coming up to me and telling me their like big idea for the movie mm-hmm. and for like their movie that they were trying to get made right. and it was literally the social network that's so funny. And, I, and i looked at him i go hey bro like that's the plot of the social network and then he told me that i was an idiot and it was different and that's i was just so funny. like no um, a movie that we saw together i'm yeah. pretty sure the town yes we saw that 
at Fenway. Um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love is a Tucker and Dale fun, versus Evil. Such a fun. If you're like, if you really like horror comedy, this is. If you haven't seen this and you like horror comedy, watch it today or tomorrow or as soon as absolutely possible. Before the thirty first. But yeah, definitely watch it this month. Um, Easy A. It's a fun one. I gotta, I gotta throw my girl Carly the Twilight Eclipse mention because that exists sure and, it, and she likes that um 127 hours was hard to watch but decent um the runaways the one have you seen the runaways no it's the, the runaways um kristen stewart plays joan jett and oh yeah and okay. um um fanning not dakota. Al, dakota fanning plays the other one that's yeah. not famous anymore um sure i don't remember her name um but it's really really good and we have a stephen king movie and that is All Good Things, which is about um, Ryan Gosling beating the shit out of his wife, who is Kristen Dunst. Okay. So that's fun. Um, and then we have a movie that I say is a perfect movie. And you'll note, I never say that about anything because I'm not so black and white about things. Sure. How to train your motherfucking dragon, people. How to train your dragon. And there's no evil penis in it. There's not. There is a... See, this is why I think this is a perfect movie. First of all, I've seen it way too many times, and it's always entertaining, but that's not the only reason. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's suspenseful. You have a boy in his pet story, a boy in his dad story, a young love coming of age story. It has everything. It sure. has something for everyone. And you have the beautiful score and the beautiful animation of them flying. And Toothless is the cutest damn character ever created. That weird cat dragon? <laughs> yes, I love him so much. I love him so much. So if you haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon and you want to be disappointed because I've just hyped it up way too much. You know, here's the thing. I've never seen How to Train Your you Dragon. You haven't? I haven't. Oh, my God. I figured it was the most appropriate time was to tell you during this show. Well, that's going to change. <laughs> uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And DreamWorks Sneaky makes good movies. Mm -hmm. They obviously get overshadowed by Pixar and Disney's 3D animations, but... All of the DreamWorks movies are really fun, you know, because you have the Penguins of Madagascar, which right. I find to be delightful. I still see Smile and Wave, boys. Yeah, smile, smile and Wave. wave. <laughs> uh, the but then, you you know, a split off from that, you have Shrek, mm -hmm. you have Kung Fu Panda. Right. Both have multiple, multiple sequels. Even the Madagascar films themselves oh, yeah. have- they were very popular in my house. You know, and so the How to Train Your Dragon kind of hits that apex of, like, being very good- animated movie but also just being a very good movie but it's better but it's better um, there's like yeah. a stage show or something right yeah Somewhere? we went to it i i have um pictures we were like third row and there's like fire that shoots up and yeah. cole was very young and did not like that fire sure so that, it got real hot that, all of a sudden that sucked but it was really cool the stage show was fun um yeah i mean i, I don't know most people don't like i can't find flaws with it like it's p well paced in my opinion yeah um, you can tell me there's flaws, but I'll probably disagree with that flaw and turn <laughs> sure. it into a positive. Sure. I, you know, here's the thing. If you're just going to go in generally kind of poo-poo at like, it's a kid's movie, blah, then it's just like, all right, well, we're not going to actually be able to have a discussion. But just because it's made for children or made for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, it, like, you know, that's the thing is like, just because it's G is it's G PG. for general. Just so, parental guidance. Sure, you know, and those, I know a lot of people that just like it. I mean, they don't yeah. think it's as great as I do. They sure. don't think it's perfect. But that's movies, they, but right, and and that's they were allowed to have that opinion, even though it's wrong. Um, <laughs> sure, and yeah, I don't see this is the only movie I say that kind of stuff about because normally I'm very much sure. You know, did you? Uh, is that it for movies? Yeah, that's it. I had to close out on my boy. Yeah, I figured, I figured that was going to be it. Uh, I only have a couple. I only have a handful of television shows. Uh, first up is WWE's NXT. WWE's NXT is their developmental brand. So mm -hmm. you have Raw, you have SmackDown. That's on Mondays and Fridays currently, but it was traditionally Thursdays for a long time. Those were their two big, like, ten-pole shows. Then they introduced NXT, which was supposed to be their developmental brand. Mm -hmm. And the developmental brand of NXT started as, like, a reality show. Yep. Where where that's um, The Miz, 
like yes, okay. you know all that sort of stuff kind of comes from the uh, or he was a part of it he wasn't on NXT not not the point but now it's a currently it's like a full-fledged third brand but that started in 2010 uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes which is a <laughs> which is a uh, cartoon mm-hmm. an Avengers cartoon I highly recommend it they're delightful um, I know a lot of people just haven't really seen them. Right. Then Blue Mountain State, which is a college raunchy comedy mm-hmm. uh, that was perfect for the 2010s uh, about a high school, not a high school, a college football team. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. I love it so much. It got prematurely canceled, uh, you know, like most things do. Uh, so we never really kind of captured the magic of how wonderful that was. It was on Spike. <laughs> yeah, so. which doesn't exist anymore, I'm pretty sure. And then, arguably, uh, one of my favorite television programs of all time, and that is a Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> the uh, new that, one. The new one. The new one. This Obviously, show, it's that, not the old one premiering in 2010. Yeah, that uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Commander Stephen McGarrett is one of my favorite uh, characters because, like, they play it so unironically, like... Mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. and so you're just watching this absurdity happen because it's it is a police procedural but they're their own special task force so they also get to kind of be like government operatives mm-hmm. so like they're not dealing with like normal crime they're dealing with like super crazy crime right and like it's just absolute bonkers nonsense mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for television programs for me. I've got a few as well. Um, Pretty Little Liars, which I loved in the beginning, and then it just kind of yeah, got it just died. dumb. It got dumb. The books, I'll mention the books too on my like read through list. I read yeah, right. most of them, but yeah, they go off the rails. They they try to spread it out too long. Um, Luther with Edris Elba, okay. good good show, always a joy, even when his movies are not. Um, and um, sure. let's see. We've got a show that was extremely popular in my house, still kind of is, for all three generations living there. Okay. And that is My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The ponies are very entertaining for all ages because me and my teenage daughter and my very young son all would watch that show and all enjoy it and there might still be some My Little Pony merchandise in my son's room and um, he loved those damn ponies, man. And I was like, that's cool because I don't mind watching the show. So Win-win. Right? Um, another one that I watched because of a child is Shake It Up, which gave us a Zendaya. Okay. So it's worth mentioning. There was a dance, her and um, Bella Thorne yeah. starting that. But anyway, uh, Alessandra liked that show. And then there's the biggie for me. This show's a biggie, which is like silly now, kind of, because nobody cares anymore. But The Walking Dead. Sure. My life can be differentiated into pre and post Walking Dead because of Comic-Cons. Because it was because of The Walking Dead that I started doing anything to do with Comic-Cons. When right. I started volunteering. And um, yeah, that was, I mean, I'm not going to say that was life changing for me. But I mean, it, it became be. a thing that I enjoyed doing with my family. Um, you know, I, I have a wall of family photos and all of them have celebrities in them. We don't have <laughs> any actual pictures, like just me and the kids. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Um, so, and it all started with The Walking Dead. And my cousin's husband, who might be listening, hi Mark, if you are, um, he wanted me to go to volunteer with him. And I almost wussed out at the last minute. I got a lot of anxiety and I was like, Stacy, just do it. You can't puss out. Like, that's not fair. Um, so I made myself do it and I had the best time ever. And I and I got along very well with um, Laura Cohen that plays Maggie. So, yeah, Walking Dead. That's super fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fine show. Yeah, I mean, it was like peak Walking Dead when I was when I was yeah. volunteering at the cons too. So it was like a little bit crazy. Yeah, it was, it was best show on television. Yeah, we did the tour when one of the one of the cons we worked was in Atlanta. That we actually two years in a row we did Atlanta, and the second year I mentioned before we did that Vampire Diaries tour. We also went to 
I think it's called Sonoy, where they filmed okay. a lot of it, and we did like all the Walking Dead stuff. And, That's fun. Um, so yeah, me, my mom, and my daughter, we enjoyed that stuff. That's really fun. What about books? Oh God, there's so many books, Ed. Okay. So many books. Okay, I, I won't. I won't. Um, I only talk about one a lot. Okay, so we have. The Way of Kings, which is the first book in the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson, which is really, really good, but not done yet. So if you're one of those people who does not want to be left on a cliffhanger, then don't start it yet. Um, I Am Number Four, which was made into a not-so-great movie. The Lorian Legacies. Uh, there's a lot more than what you saw in that movie. The Black Prism, which is the first Lightbringer. There's so many fucking series, because I listen to fantasy fantasy and sci-fi so many series and um the hundred thousand kingdoms is the first in the inheritance series and then one of my favorite books ever that i discovered because stephen king used to write a recommendation type page column for entertainment weekly and i've discovered a lot of things that way but this book was probably the biggest one okay and that is the passage by an author named justin cronin that nobody cares about and that's fine but I love this book. Okay. It's a, it's, and it was briefly a TV show that was fine. It wasn't even a bad show, but it did not have viewers, so it got canceled. The passage is about, um, a, you know, stereotypical, like somebody gets a germ or whatever in Africa or in the jungle and, and they turn into a vampire like creature. They're not, they're not really vampires. Like, sure. Like, they like, their hair falls out and they glow in the dark. Like, they do have like fangs, but yeah. they're more yeah. like monsterish than just a straight up vampire. Twilight was a thing at this point, so they were as close to being vampires as possible. Right. So, so in the beginning of the book, you know, we're, we're following this little girl and an agent who has to um, get her. And there's some weird shit going on. And then all of a sudden this outbreak happens. Then the book jumps forward like 90 years and we see people that now have lived since then and like how they live having largely most of them never lived in the pre-vampire-demic world, which I love. Yeah, I right. loved that so much. And I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know anybody who'd read the book. Stephen King told me it was good, so I got <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and and there's there's two others, and I probably will not include them in the... I will mention them by name when they come up. They're going to get special treatment. Um, but yeah, it's a, big, it's a big book, but it is so, so, so good. Yeah. I, I really love it. The show was really good. It really, did, I was disappointed it didn't last. It got it got to the point where they skipped forward. Okay. And then it got canceled. That's so good. that sucked. But um, and then for for the um, you have an entry in this series list. We have The Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Vampire Academy. True Blood, The Castor Chronicles, Wheel of Time, Dresden Files, The Demon Cycle, the Nicholas Flamel series, and Pretty Little Liars. And yes, I have read all these series. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I just listen to books in bed, so I go through them quickly. And I actually read some with my eyeballs, too. Great. And that's it. That's it for books. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any books. But uh, just two games that are kind of... Oh, my of, God. I have more games than you. You do. Because there's just two games that I'm going to note. Uh, one is uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty Black Ops is the start of, like, the... Actually, no. It might not even be that one. It might have been... It Basically, it takes place during the Cold War. The fun thing is is that the story is good. It, it deviates away from the modern warfare mm -hmm. um, thing, like the storyline. Uh, but the storyline in this particular game is really cool. And I can't remember if Zombies was introduced in this one or World at War, but it was one of these two games that we got the popular Zombies mode for Call of Duty. Okay. We're basically... You're just locked in a room and mm -hmm. zombies keep coming to try and kill you. As does happen when there's a zombie outbreak. Yeah. That's it. I, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. kind of it. Um, I, you know, there's a bunch of games that I could mention that are just kind of like popular. But yeah. Yeah, I saw a bunch of ones that don't Red like Dead those. Redemption, yeah. Fallout New Vegas, Mass Effect 2. Those are all super popular. Third God of War, like stuff like that. But mm -hmm. not important to me. Well, there was one I thought we would both have on our list. And that is Epic Mickey. 
Yeah, Epic Mickey's fine. It is hard. I mean, I don't play a lot of games, so I have to mention all the ones yeah, that I sure, come across. Sure. <laughs> Some the years thing, there was none. So the interesting thing with Epic Mickey is... It was hard. Yeah, it, so it was a game on the Wii. So it was a Wii exclusive, I believe. I think so. Um, I think you're where right. Where you had to, like... Mickey Mouse got sucked into, like, this ink book, and it was, like, basically evil Disney World. And the person that presided over it was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, if you're uh, familiar with Disney lore, was Walt Disney's original, original character. Yeah. Right? That was his Mickey Mouse before Mickey Mouse. And Walt Disney, before creating Mickey Mouse, gets fucked over. Right? There's mm-hmm. no other way to say it. Universal, I want to say, is the ones that did it. Like, he worked for their animation department, and he created Oswald decades later the Walt Disney Corporation mm-hmm. ends up trading Al Michaels for uh, the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit so that they can make this game. Yeah. And now when I go to Disney World next week, the annual pass holder magnet that they're mm-hmm. giving out as an exclusive is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oh, that's fun. Um so ep- anyway, Epic Mickey, I I don't I don't even know if I got halfway through that. I mean, I did play quite a bit of it, sure. but eventually I got stuck and I just said screw it. Um, Lego Harry Potter years one through four all at once. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Mostly my daughter played that, but I played it a little bit too. Um, a game that I randomly picked up and I played the entire thing. I beat it. Dante's Inferno. And it is Dante's Inferno. You're, it's the seven levels of hell. You're trying to save your woman. And yeah. it, it's Dante. The, it's the book in video game form. And it was kind of awesome. Yeah. I heard, people that played it enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And then there is this game that I really wish there were more games like this. And if you know of a game like this, please tell me because I would like to play it. It's called Heavy Rain. Oh, sure. And this game, it's, it's, I mean, I know we say Final Fantasy, you're like playing through a story and it's all the plot. Yeah, this is really playing through a movie. Like, yeah. basically, you make decisions that affect outcomes and it's a murder mystery. A kid is kidnapped and like yeah, in a there's multiple drain. endings. There's, yeah, and it, and like you can like you hit a guy or you try to run away or like there's all these things you could different do but it's not a lot of like fighting and stuff it's a lot of decision making yeah. um to move the the plot along the plot of which the plot was so good that my daughter how old was Alessandra at this point she wasn't she wasn't no, a teen she, teen. Was, she was like she was like, like 10 th- like 10 to 12 yeah um her and her friend sat on the couch and watched because sure. the, they were engrossed in the story of the game it came with some origami shit i yeah. don't know i the origami loved it killer. yes it was the origami killer yes um i know that probably sounds boring to some people that you're basically just like making decisions and figuring out where to go in this game but if you watch a lot of um, serial killer movies and you're like geez I wonder what would happen if she did this instead yeah. <laughs> then it's uh, the game for you <laughs> so then the question I would have is is have you played uh, The Quarry or Until Dawn no okay so Until Dawn is very similar I heard there was a similar one that came out later that I yeah, never got Rami Malek's in it oh okay so you should check that one yeah, out yeah I will so there you and go. to write that down. Yeah. Anything else? No, those are my games. All right, cool. So this episode's coming to a close at rapid succession um, because we both have to go and pack because we're going to go. Well, I did watch some stuff. Yeah. Well, that was what okay. we're getting to. Okay, good. I was like, it's yeah. not coming to a close yet, I hope. Yeah. Well, what'd you watch? Um, I watched the Ahsoka finale. Sure. Which I love. I am very, I, it, it was predictable. Um, the outcry on the interwebs. I mean, always. Because Star Wars fans are the fucking worst. <laughs> we don't need to go into that, but, it's, yeah. I mean, it, really, are they ever going to have anything that there's no... The problem no is, the problem that I have for them is that if they showed the things that they're mad about in a movie, it one, it would be objectively boring... And two, they would say it's predictable and boring and stupid and right. they'd hate it. So they really need to just knock their shit off. Well, the the finale, it gave me it gave me what I like I don't I'm not gonna say what I wanted because there wasn't something specific I wanted going into it. 
but I think it hit all the right notes. There was some really good action. Uh, there was some, you know, good, like, relationship moments. And it managed to end in a way that I was definitely not expecting. And kind of sets up a season two. Sure. I hope, with the way it ended. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I had a couple of um, horror re- rewatches. For, I was with a friend who hadn't seen them. And that is Barbarian, which is a really weird ass, but really, really good horror movie that, like, you kind of forget it's supposed to be a horror movie for a while because it, oh, sure. there's a tonal shift and, and then things happen in a very unexpected way. And Bodies, 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 which okay. is another yeah. horror, horror comedy. Um, that was one of my rewatches. And then I had a new horror watch that I've never seen before. Which is Krampus. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Krampus was fun. I had yeah. a few issues with it, but overall, it was fun. I feel bad for Beth, the daughter, because they really gave up on her super quick. Like, the dad pulled the pulled the uncle out of the snow, and, like, he heard his daughter calling for him. Like, yeah, I, it was, so, yeah, I don't know. But I love Adam Scott, regardless of how crappy of a daddy is in a movie. Sure. And then, the thing that most excited me that I watched... I was so surprised at how much I love this. The first three episodes of Gen V. Now, it should I know what you're thinking, like you were excited for that to come out. Why is it surprising that you loved it? I didn't expect it to be like the same way I felt about the boys when it started. Like I didn't expect it to be the same quality. Okay. I didn't I expected to be somewhat disappointed. There was a lot of behind the scenes issues at one time, I guess, production issues and stuff, you know, what they always talk about. Um and delays. This show is so goddamn good. It handles social issues for like late teens, early twenties, the way the boys handles politics. Okay. It is I highly, highly, especially if you're a fan of the boys, absolutely watch Gen V. Absolutely. If you're not a fan of the boys, but you tend to like, I don't know, more teen, young adult based things with social issues, check it out too. Maybe you'll like it. Okay. There's a, there's a overlap. There's a mystery. Um, there's already been some things that kind of was like, oh, I did not see that coming. And of course it has the boys 